Okay, so my sister goes to try this brand new restaurant that everyone's been raving about. Okay. And um, I think it was just an odd quirk. I'm sure it's a great place. Like our producer Griffin's eaten there and he loved it. But. But. Um, the only place they could sit was right by the kitchen. And they have a ton of outdoor seating. Okay. And so they're right by the door. So you got the door and the kitchen. And my sister ordered a fish dish. She loves grilled salmon. Okay. And she said she's never seen anything like this in her life, but when they set the fish in front of her, yeah. she had a swarm of flies around her plate. Like she was literally they, like, appeared out of nowhere. Swatting, 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 trying to take a bite. Swatting, 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 trying to take a bite. Like no it kidding. ruined the whole experience. Her husband's dish, they the flies didn't care about, but the fish they were going crazy, and she huh. said the waitress never once said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry this is happening to you, like just pretended like it wasn't no kidding. happening. <laughs> yes. wow. She said if she ever goes back, she will not sit by the kitchen and not sit by the open door. <laughs> You would think uh, as far along as we are in society, right? We're not in the Middle Ages anymore. We're not in, you know, like the Stone Age or anything. You'd think we'd we'd be really, really, really smart. Do you think we're really smart nowadays as a people? No. I'm going to give you three reasons why I think we should be a lot smarter based on some of the products we use and consume. We should be way smarter. We'll talk about it next. Okay. Okay, why are we not a lot smarter in 2021 than than we should be? You'd think that this far along with all the knowledge we've collected over the centuries, we'd be a lot smarter. Because we scroll through our phones instead of read. That's the first thing I want to say. You were, Why are we not smarter when we all have, quote, smartphones? <laughs> and we look at our wrist and we have on a, quote, smartwatch. Mm-hmm. And while we're doing all that, we might get a little thirsty, so we have some... Smart water. Smart water. Why are we not a lot smarter with did you all see, this smart stuff? Did you see the picture that our friend Rick posted of himself the other day holding a bottle of smart water and he put, still not working? <laughs> <laughs> That's my point, right? Yep. Right? You know, uh, the, I know a lot of people that are smarty pants, but they're not very smart. <laughs> I'm just saying, with all this smart stuff around us, I think collectively we should be a lot smarter than we are. Okay, Kev, don't answer this yet, but you drink more coffee, my friend, than anyone anyone I've ever met. met. It's true. (laughs) You know it. So my question for you is, do you have a cutoff time? Hmm. When does the coffee bar close? That's a good question. (laughs) We're going to talk about that next. So if you're a coffee drinker, chances are you've got a time in your head where you're like, oh, Oh, that's my cutoff time. Because, like, I'll talk to friends who are, like, drag, and I'll be like, do you ever have an afternoon coffee mm-hmm. or a coffee before you work out? And they're like, oh, not if it's after such and such. And they have a very specific time in mind. My cutoff is, like, 3.30 in the afternoon. Ooh, that's I won't late. have one after 3.30 or before 3.45. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I don't have a cutoff. You it's don't? All, it's all, like, no. you could have coffee right dep- before bed? I, I've had a Red Bull and fallen asleep right afterwards, but it, it yeah. all depends on what day of the week it is, what my schedule is. There's a lot of things that yeah. influence it. Like, like on a Friday, if I get home and I'm kind of groggy and I, I want to stay up and watch a movie or something with my wife, uh-huh. yeah, I'll 
I'll totally have coffee oh, really? like, like six or On seven purpose. o'clock. Absolutely. Just because yes, I don't see, want I want to be awake. I have to be careful because I'll like be jittery all night. Like, you know, just not be in a deep sleep if I have caffeine too late. My mm-hmm. husband, he could drink a whole cup of black coffee right before bed and sleep great. Yeah. But you gotta remember he's the guy who when he shattered his wrist, we discovered his body doesn't process pain meds. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have the enzyme Which ex- needed. Explains the success of your relationship with him. <laughs> What? He doesn't experience pain. He experiences pain. He just can't take anything for it. Poor guy. So if I am his pain, there's no... He doesn't experience pain. That's why we've been married so long. (laughs) Well, the point of the story... Back to the coffee. ...is not to be mocked. It was to say they have figured out the exact cutoff time if you want to get a good night's sleep. And And it it is... Six hours before you go to bed. So depending on if you go to bed at midnight, no mm-hmm. later than 6 p.m. That's, right. that's good. That's so there fair. you go. There's your your little. So you usually go to bed at what? 10? 9. 9.30. Oh, 9. On the weekend, it's Asleep later. or bed? Oh, Because I know you read a long probably time. Probably 9.45-ish. Okay. So then you just got to. 3.45, I shouldn't have any. Right. No more. Yeah. I, I don't know that I'm willing to make that kind of life commitment right now. <laughs> <laughs> too strict for you <laughs> there's I'm decaf coffee i'm responding to you like you're a, a door-to-door evangelist you know i don't know if i'm ready for that kind of commitment right now but try my neighbors they i'll seem leave re- you a pamphlet they seem real shaky <laughs> try my neighbors shaky. <laughs> they've been going through a lot they probably close the deal with them <laughs> so yeah I, i'm i'm sticking with the coffee anytime i want it Okay. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to commit to something I like that because I, be I, I know I'll let everyone down. <laughs> okay. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I can remember the first time I ever had coffee. By the way, the first sip of coffee I ever had was when I was starting in radio, and I did my. I got my first job, and it was an overnight shift, mm. like midnight to six. And um, Tracy, we weren't married at the time; we were dating. She got me a jar of instant coffee. She Ooh. was like, "You're going to need this." Wow! And I said, "No, no, I'll be all right. I've, I've stayed up all night plenty of times. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm good to go. You know, watching movies or whatever. I'm I'm good." Two o'clock in the morning came. <laughs> I'm barely oh, staying awake because can't the, the show. I was running a, a pre-recorded show. There was the, they didn't let me talk. <laughs> Sorry, that was just a really funny sentence. Why? They didn't let me talk. They didn't. They were like, you know, you press these You're buttons. You're not ready yet. Press these buttons yeah. and, you know, run this show. It was a pre-recorded show and and that's it. Like every half hour I had this how long ago was I had to flip the album over that the pre-recorded show came on, play a commercial, cue up the album while it was playing and then hit start. I can't imagine staying awake for that. Yeah. So like every half hour I had to be on top of my game. Yeah. And after about two weeks of doing that, I emailed the program director. I emailed. I called the program director. There's no email. I called him and said, um, hey, uh, how about if I do a live legal ID where I say the radio station name and the town we're broadcasting from? I just can I do that live? Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't think you're ready for that. <laughs> I mean, it would have been like three words and that would have been it. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, nope, you're wow. not ready for it yet. And then when I left that job to take a real on-air job, uh, it left him in a little bit of a bind. Even though I had found a replacement for him, he didn't want to hire that person. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I'm going to be at this other radio station this weekend. 
what do you want me to do? And words out of his mouth, it was in Baltimore. He goes, if you take that job, I'll make sure you never work in Baltimore again. Whoa. <laughs> wow. What is this? The mafia? Know, it's just right? radio. Wow. <laughs> so you know what I said? I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and turns out he was right. I never worked in Baltimore again. Wow. <laughs> Not on purpose. I never tried to. I just left. <laughs> Went to other markets. And, and here we are today. Yes, look at you. It had a happy ending. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the good day. News. Are you one of those teachers who's always going above and beyond for your students? Check out what this high school principal did. Jeff is head of a high school in Florida, and he gave every single one of his 459 graduating seniors... A handwritten note. Wow. Close to 500 kids. Writer's cramp. And yeah, he dug deep to make each letter unique, sifting through yearbooks, student files, and transcripts, as well as conversations, of course, and relationships of the kids he did know personally. He started writing them back in March. And he said he just wanted to be positive for his students, especially in a time where there's a lot of negativity and turmoil in the world. Wow, that is cool. Go principal Jeff, what a guy. I don't know what if your principal would have written a letter to you, what it would have said. I think mine would have been something like, well, we weren't sure this day would ever get here. <laughs> <laughs> you have been a worthy adversary. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the door hit you on the way out. (laughs) I wish that wasn't true, but I'm speaking the truth here. I can't believe I'm actually going to say this out loud, but coming up, big news. You can reverse gray hair. Big news. A brand new study on stress revealed that, yes, stress causes your hair to turn gray. Is that that's what does it? Yep. It's you know, yeah, they say we've known that since huh. Marie Antoinette's overnight transformation. When she got captured, she turned gray overnight. And uh, also, when you look at how much the presidency turns men's hair gray. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but what is wild, this research showed that gray hair is reversible. Hmm. What? Yeah, they said the people in the research project reduced stress in their lives When they did that, hair reverted back to its original color. But researchers don't think reducing stress in like a 70-year-old who's been gray for years is going to work. Is going to suddenly turn it back. Yeah. You'll just you'll just need to wash that gray right out of your hair. (laughs) (laughs) Or just embrace it. Yeah, that's what I did. Either way. My hair's been gray on the sides for gosh, since I was in my thirties. Oh really? I remember when, when I would grow it long, the it would cover it. And then if I if I pushed it back with like sunglasses, we were in an event outside and it got hot mm-hmm. and it had sunglasses on. And if I put my sunglasses up and pushed my hair back with that, it would be gray on the sides. And this one kid came up to me. He's looking at me. He goes, "You don't have you don't have gray hair on the billboards." Remember, you used to have those billboards uh, now. He goes, "But you have gray hair here." I was like, "Oh, it's there. It's just, yeah, it's just it's under. Hidden. It's just underneath." As a mom or a dad, your your kids hit a certain age, usually after like elementary school, tween years, middle school, high school, where they stop asking you to do stuff with them. They'd, they'd rather be with their friends. And then they hit a point where being just even being seen with you in public is a fate worse than death, right? So when your kids grow out of that phase and they start asking you like, hey, why don't we go do something again? You feel great. My daughter, April, wanted to have a dad-daughter date yesterday. And we had oh, the fun. best time. I cannot wait to tell you about it next. 
So um, my daughter and I, we had the best afternoon yesterday. My daughter, April, um, you know, she's like 20 years old. And the times that, that of her saying like, hey, dad, let's go do blank. They're, they're fewer and far yeah. between. She's got her own life. She's living. She's got a boyfriend. So when she said last weekend, do you want to go ice skating with me? I was like, let's look at the calendar. Let's pick a date. Yay. Let's write this in pen. I want to get it. So it, it was yesterday. We went and had our, our ice skating date. And you grew up ice skating. So that's no problem for you. Yeah. And she used to be a competitive figure skater. So it's kind of like it's a thing that she and I can do that not a lot of other people in, in our world mm-hmm. uh, can go and do. So it's really like a dad daughter thing. And I managed to extract, I, I like extended the day. I said, hey, we're going to drop my car off to get get it serviced on the way there. And we'll drive over in your car. And then we wound up getting there early. And there was like one of those uh, Marshall's TJ Maxx stores. We were a half hour early. I said, well, let's go poke around in there for a little while. Oh, so fun. We just, you know, had fun like looking at clothes we were never going to buy. Then we went ice skating. And we went back to get the car. It wasn't ready yet. So we rented a couple more knickknack shops and just had fun making, you know, making fun of like different things that they had and everything. Like looking at all the... Everybody's got their American flag T-shirts out. I was like, let's see where they're made. Ooh, made in Mexico. Ooh, made in China. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of fun. So oh, I'm I mean, so glad you guys had such a good no time. Big, no big wow moment, mm-hmm. but just a lot of smiles. And every time that we hang out, like you just feel great. You yeah. feel really good when you get to spend that time uh, with your kids, especially as they get older. Because when they're younger, you know... You kind of have them captive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have to do what you yeah. say to do. We're going skating. No questions asked. But when they're older, no. So thanks, April. I had a great dad-daughter date with you yesterday. You were saying earlier how great it is when your kids, especially as they're getting older, when they want to do something with you. Oh, yeah. And I totally get that my feeling with my 11 nieces and nephews. When they want to spend time with me, I'm like, well, when? <laughs> I'll write it down right now. What time? (laughs) And um, my nephew Lance made my day. We spent time together um, when he was in town recently. I wish he lived here. Mm -hmm. And uh, I took him to a soccer game. He's loved soccer his entire life. He started playing when he was four. And um, my sister came up with the idea, like, what if we all try to get together for Christmas, which never happens because we've got... Five girls, five brother-in-laws, all the grandkids, you know, all the nieces and nephews and their crazy schedules. And so we started scheming, like, could we pull this off? And out of the blue, like, we were completely off subject. He goes, hey, do you think we're going to be able to pull that off? Because I really think we should do that. I really think that would be a lot of fun. Wow. And he goes, I really hope that even when Grammy and Papa are gone, that we all still will get together. Because, mm. you know, they're kind of the anchors yeah. of the family. That's what draws you all together. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was so sweet. It just made my day. If you're in a fight with one of your siblings, heads up. Your relationship with your brothers and sisters are more important than you think. After all, they're with you for life. That's what a lot of my friends Mm. tell their kids. Like, hey, your friends come and go. Your brother or sister is with you for life. Mm. New research reveals that sibling relationships are crucial for well-being. Sibling closeness is associated with less loneliness, lower levels of depression, and greater life satisfaction. Yet a third of people describe their sibling relationship as hurtful or strained. And a key component of a healthy sibling relationship is forgiveness. Mm. And I can tell you, um, and if this sister is listening, I think she'd be okay with me sharing this. I've got four sisters, and I won't say which one, but one of us, our relationship was kind of strained. Like, I couldn't figure it out. I don't know what it was. I, I don't know if it was a personality conflict, 
but we just I just kept consistently pursuing her mm-hmm. and she recently wrote me a note and said I'm one of her closest friends. Wow. And I look back at that y'all and I'm like that is a miracle. That's a god thing cuz I didn't know that this relationship would ever be strong. And uh, the key is I think is um is love does Love initiates. Yeah, that's cool. And even when you're hurt, you you just got to keep pursuing people. And one note like that will cover decades of noogies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we Poor did Taylor. more than that. We like Taylor's, gouged each other with our fingernails. Poor Taylor's 35 years old going, this is not okay anymore. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no swirlies in the toilet. <laughs> right. I'm 40 years old. Stop it. <laughs> What a great story you just shared about uh, you and uh, and your sister reconciling or whatever, mm-hmm. or her telling you like you're one of her closest friends. Yeah. That had to feel I great. never thought that day would come. So thrilling. We'd love to hear from you. Do you have a story of reconciliation like that or maybe a relationship that's still in process that needs to heal and, and you just would like to share about it and maybe get some people praying for you? We'd love to hear from you. We're talking about relationships with siblings and uh, reconciling and um. I just want to offer a word of encouragement to everybody. If you're in the middle of like not being reconciled right now and it's hard, um, I can kind of identify with with what you're going through. My brother and I, uh, my brother Scott, um, we have not been close um, our entire lives. I mean, yeah. so much so that we'll go years without seeing each other, without talking to each other, and that kind of thing. And it's not for lack of effort on on my part. And I'm not I'm not trying to be like, oh, you know, yay, Kev. Um, I'm not sure what is going on what he's dealing with that he doesn't reciprocate when I when I reach out but um when my mom passed away last year was the first time I had seen him in forever mm, wow. we, we chatted at the funeral and at the burial and exchanged phone numbers and stuff and um he's one of those people that I don't know why but he's always changing his phone number and stuff like that and it's hard mm. to stay in touch with mm-hmm. him but I have and I keep trying to make the effort and I reach out to him and I always try to, this can be a little tip if you're trying to do that. I'll talk, try to talk about stuff that he's interested in. Yeah. That's smart. Things that, that I know get him going. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we do. And and that's where we are. I mean, we just, we text back and forth every now and then. Um, sometimes I get a response. Sometimes I don't. I'm going through my phone right now to try to find a, uh, here, the last one that I sent to him. Hey, Scott, are you there? It's Kev. No mm-hmm. response. That's so hard. So, and that was, that was last month. Um, so sometimes it's, it can be hard, but mm-hmm. I would encourage you just stay prayerful and try to stay consistent. Just keep yeah. sending those, those messages. Like I'm, as soon as I'm done talking, I'm going to send them. That's one. good for you. It's yeah. It's going to be the same one. Hey, it's Kev. Are you there? What's yeah. up? That's like my pastor. He would make us repeat it back to him. He would say it from the pulpit and we had to repeat it back in a chorus and it was love initiates. Hmm. And sometimes you don't feel like it. Yeah. But you can ask the love of Christ in you to do it for you. And so that's awesome. You're going to reach yeah. back out Sometimes to him. Sometimes those texts, you feel like you're standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon going, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> yes. Is anybody there? there so been there. there. Yep. So, but you know, keep doing it. Keep mm-hmm. doing it and keep trying. Remember when you were younger and you'd be watching something incredible on TV and they would put under there on the screen, Please do not try this at home or a car commercial <laughs> closed course, right? Professional, driver. professional drivers. Don't mm-hmm. do this. Uh, well, now you have to do that more than ever because of TikTok. Hmm. I'll tell you the latest that they're like, don't try this at home next. OK, I always used to think it was funny when they would have crazy stuff on television and down below would say, 
either in writing or an announcer would come on and say, please don't try this at home. Like a guy's uh, jumping the fountains at Caesar's Palace or yeah, something. And yeah, yeah. Don't try that. Well, of course I wouldn't. Right. Exactly. But now it's re- it gets ridiculous. Don't walk it, across you know. the Grand Canyon on a tightrope. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'll try, train. To, try to avoid that. <laughs> Nick Willenda's train for this. You're not. <laughs> but um, no, the latest, they keep having to do this because of TikTok. People are trying crazy stuff. And here's the latest and greatest. It's making its way around that people are using magic erasers to whiten their teeth. You know, like those kind there, you just scrub the walls and scrub things with it. Yeah. They're like, oh, and, but the main ingredient in it, dentists are like, stop, don't do it, is formaldehyde, which is a carcinogenic. (laughs) So the bottom line is, do not use magic eraser on your teeth. But in just a minute, here's what I can tell you. The other day, I I don't feel like I have such white, bright teeth, but someone gave me a compliment. Like, your teeth are so white. What do you do? Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you what I do, and it's totally natural, and you can steal my idea if you want white teeth. No formaldehyde, no carcinogenics, (laughs) and no magic eraser. So other than using those magic eraser things... <laughs> to whiten your teeth. Do not do it. Dennis say, don't do it. It's all over TikTok. What are you do saying? Do not try this at home. What is the Taylor Scott thumbs up, big thumbs up of approval for trying to whiten your teeth? What is it? Two things that I do, and I, you only have to do it like once a week, and it totally works. Okay. Um, once About once a week, maybe every other week. Um, it's a real treat for my husband because you can't talk. When you're doing this, um, <laughs> I melt a little bit of organic coconut oil in the microwave, just yeah. like get it soft. And you just put it in your mouth and you just keep swishing it around your mouth for as long as you can stand it. For an hour? I do it for like 30 minutes at least until I can't stand it anymore and I then I have to spit it. it out. And you just, the key is like, I'll go like scrub toilets or clean or do something to get my mind off the fact that I have a mouthful of have coconut ever, oil. I, I guess you, you can swallow it. Right? Yeah, it's try. I don't want all that. Yeah, it won't hurt you at all. But, but I, I just I could do, do it, it. as no long way. as I can stand it. And sometimes I can stand it 30. Sometimes I can only stand 25 and I have to run to the trash can and spit it out. Um, so that really wipes, whitens your teeth. It's called uh, coconut oil pulling, by the way. It's kind of strange word. Where did you learn about this? Um, I think it was my friend Pam Parrish told me about it. And and then um, the second thing you can do, and this you got to be careful, you only do it like once once a week or once every two weeks, is get a little tiny bit of baking soda in your hand, add a little tiny bit of moistenant with hydrogen peroxide, and just brush your teeth with it. And all the stains will be gone. It's like people, like me, people go, wow, your teeth are so white. And I'm like, they are? Baking soda. Baking soda with just a little tiny bit of hydrogen peroxide. What do you do? You put like the baking soda on your toothbrush? In your hand. And then you put the... I do do the... Wash your hands. Put the baking soda in your hand so you have this little powder there. Yeah. And then just a little tiny bit of peroxide to moisten it. And then you dip your toothbrush in it. And then brush your teeth with it. So you don't just pop it in your (laughs) mouth and swish it around? No. You can switch swish peroxide around your mouth and it'll make you realize just how dirty our mouths are because your mouth will but it won't get your teeth white like the baking soda the baking soda peroxide combo works a little bit better yeah and they make baking soda toothpaste i love that stuff we should do yeah you should consult your doctor or dentist before trying this at home (laughs) just in case 
<laughs> You're worried about his lawsuit. Taylor's getting sued for telling people how to wipe their teeth. Down with you and your peroxide advice. Turned out I was allergic to peroxide. My face swelled up like a watermelon. Stop. Can you fathom your child going missing? I mean, your heart drops if they disappear for 30 seconds at the mall, right? But this toddler, a little girl, little girl named Nicola, she was last seen by her parents when they tucked her into bed at night. And her parents went to get her up the next morning. She's gone. No kidding. They called police right away. So they had helicopters, police, fire, and alpine rescuers all searching for this little girl. And they had dogs sniffing, you know, sniffing around for her. Well, this news reporter, this all happened in Italy, thus Nicola and the mm-hmm. news reporter's name, Giuseppe. He went to cover the story and he's driving along. He's like, wait, I hear something. And he heard cries from a ravine, alerted authorities, and they found the little girl. No all kidding. thanks to this reporter coming to cover the event. Wow. When, and she's when not the hurt. news reporter becomes the news. I know. Isn't that crazy? And <laughs> she's okay. She's not hurt. She's going to be all right. Wow. Such what a, a good ending. Are you a single woman looking to meet the one? Coming up, we have really good news for you. Are you a single woman looking to meet the right guy? We've got really good news for you. He dumped his girlfriend. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not that. He's available. <laughs> he is available, but I don't know about dumping his girlfriend. He's living in his mom's basement. <laughs> a recent survey shows that most men who are dating are looking for a serious relationship this summer. Mm. They don't want just like a summer romance. They are ready to meet the one. The pandemic has them thinking about settling down and meeting the right woman. Uh, But guys, you got your work cut out for you. Women in the same survey said they just want to be single this summer, have fun with their friends and take a break from work. Wow. So you've got some chasing to do. Wow. It's almost uh, kind of like the kind of like the job market. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she she's the one looking for the job and. There's plenty of jobs, but nobody nobody seems to be wanting them. <laughs> so there's the guys with the jobs, they're available, but the women don't, okay. they don't want they don't them. them. They don't want them. They don't want them. Like no, mm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. COVID has taught me I can do this on my own. <laughs> I don't need you. Is it okay to use your own radio show to get advice from people? Because <laughs> I need some. We, we, we've been doing it for years, so I hope it's okay. <laughs> well, here's the deal. I want to talk about what do you do when you see something on your friends kids social media do you say something or not we're going to talk about that next okay so i have a dilemma and i i'm going to give you my opinion on how to handle my dilemma okay and you let me know if you think i'm on the right track okay so it is that situation where you've got a friend and you see something that one of their kids puts on social media and you're like oh 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 my and you don't think so? It's inappropriate. That they, they, inappropriate. The, yeah, okay. like inappropriate or activity or whatever it is. It could mm-hmm. be behavior. It could be scenes from a party. Whatever. And you think, oh, oh my gosh, I wonder if they know about it. And here's what I think. But I want to see if I'm on the right track because I'm not a parent. So you parents have to tell me. I think that the parents not only have seen it, but that it broke their heart too, and that they've already talked to their child about it, but. They are working their way through it. And the last thing in the world they need is more judgment by me bringing it up and saying, hey, did you see what your son put on social the other day? 
Um, I just don't think they, they need that extra pile on because parents feel so much judgment as it is. So I'm just wondering if I'm on the right track because I am one of those people that can't stand confrontation. I'm a middle child. I don't like to confront. So I don't know if it's that me like going around that part of my personality to justify not saying anything or if parents like, no, I won't feel judged. Please say something because what if I hadn't seen it yet? Here's 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 what I think the answer to the question is. Okay. Or the question I want to ask you is, how close of friends are you with this person? Really close? Are you acquaintances? Are you like, do you guys have deep conversations? Like you talk about the real stuff. Like, have you ever shared a hurt with that person? Mm-hmm. Something that's hurt you? And if you're at that level uh-huh. with them, then yes. Then if, you're just an, okay. if you're just an acquaintance, then stay out Then of I it. might say something like, oh man, I, yeah, I got a friend who's, who they always stay on top of their kids' social media and leave it there so mm-hmm. that they might go like huh maybe i should do that too ah, but, but okay. if, they're, if you're a, a tight close friend with them absolutely say something but if not okay. then yeah it's i think that's crossing a line if if not yeah so mm. uh, i did i did have a conversation stuff. with someone once mm-hmm. and it went really well yeah i was like hey did you see and she goes yes i've talked to her about that I told her, mm. you know, so like, and she, she, I did it in a way she did not feel judged by me. Thankfully. So what do you, what do you think? Should she, or shouldn't she let her friend know about her kids activities on social media? Is it just the middle child in me that doesn't want to confront? But <laughs> if you see someone else's kid doing something on social media, should you say something? I absolutely think you have a moral and biblical obligation to talk to that parent. Oh, man. That's right. Jesus said, if you see something on Instagram. <laughs> Narc on your friends' no, kids. No, but, but he does say that we're to hold each other accountable, come alongside one another, encourage one another. How are you going to encourage that parent if you're letting that child dip into something they shouldn't be into? Have you done this before? Or has someone done it to you with your daughters? I've had a situation where I had to go to someone's parent, and uh, my friend, and say, you might want to take a look at the things that your daughter is placing on social media. Wow. And she said, oh, I don't follow her. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. Well, thanks but, for sharing that, Nancy. I really appreciate you calling. Absolutely. It's your middle child mentality that you think you're tattling. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> Being a narc. Yeah. Thanks for exactly. calling. Take you, care. Thanks. You guys have a great day. Wait, wait, Taylor. I uh, I got an idea for you. You should just have Nancy call your friends. <laughs> <laughs> she seems really good at the confrontation <laughs> thing. Why don't you just let her do your yeah, dirty work? You I think she's... From the way it sounds, she might enjoy it. As long as she doesn't mention me. <laughs> she got it from me. <laughs>